0: We want to thank you for joining us at Cowboy Junction Church today. As you hear this message, we pray that your faith will grow and you'll be both encouraged and challenged. If you enjoy what's happening at Cowboy Junction, it would really help us out if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share this online. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us financially. You can easily give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift at CowboyJunctionChurch.com slash gift. We hope you enjoy this message today. Um, Today, I'm uh, going to. I got a. Last week's message was so much fun for me to teach. I love teaching messages where it just sticks. I like sticky sermons. Sticky sermons are fun. Uh, Last week's title of the message was Shh, you're taking a test. Okay, and we looked at a really important portion of scripture at Paul. Almost looks like he's going against the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people interpret it as Paul's going against the Holy Spirit. Paul's receiving from the Holy Spirit a warning of how it's going to be if he continues to go down the road of being obedient to God to go preach in Jerusalem. It's going to be rough, Paul. Be ready. It's going to be hard. Be ready. His hands were strapped. Nothing about this was going to be easy. And people heard the Holy Spirit say it was going to be hard, and they took it as quit. Don't go to Jerusalem. Stay here. But Paul knew in his heart, that's the place he needed to be. Okay. And I talked about, I made give this illustration. Isn't it interesting that when the teacher teaches, she's always the loudest when she's teaching, but she's the quietest during the test. And I said, shh, every one of us in this room are taking a test right now. And, and, and one of the things that happened was a lot of people were texting me, emailing me, uh, messaging me on Facebook saying that was just so great. Oh my gosh, I needed that. And I thought maybe we struck a chord. And so I, I just kind of got away and just began to pray. And maybe this is the theme that a lot of us are in right now. Maybe our marriages are being tested. Raising kids is being tested. I know as a pastor, I'm being tested right now. My complete dependency is on the Lord, where where it should be, honestly. But seriously, we're all being tested in some form or fashion, and it may not get easier. Can Can I say that? I wanna make sure you hear me say that. It may not get easier for a while, okay? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I truly believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. No matter what limits I have, I serve a limitless God. How do you like these little one-liners coming out? I love this. And at Cowboy Junction, that's some of the things we believe. We love God, we love people, and there's no limits to what God can do. Even if we're in a world full of limits, there's no limits to what God can do. And that's what Paul felt on that day in Acts chapter 21, to where he knew the limits were going to get worse. But he knew that he was going to be able to fulfill God's calling in his life to, go, life to go preach the gospel, which brought up today's message. Today, um, I want to go back and review Acts chapter 21. Look what it says. When he, had come, when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit. Notice how this week we have the Holy Spirit underlined, Okay so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is this was last week's message. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up this week is Holy Spirit. And if we're going to sit and think about, are we all taking a test? One of the things I think that we are all being tested in, are we listening to the voice of, of the Holy Spirit in our lives, okay? I don't know what kind of church you've grown up in. You could be here for the very first time. This is your first time ever at Cowboy Junction. I want to welcome you here. I am so glad you're here. I think there's something in today that you need to listen to. Uh, God wants to talk to you. Maybe you grew up in a church where um, it's... Anytime someone brought up the name, the word, Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, just cringing took place. Um, I have a friend one time who was asking about questions. He had great questions about the Holy Spirit, and he took it to his, his Bible study. And he says, it was almost as if I just, I just went naked in front of everybody and offended everyone and people instantly with one, with one word holy, by saying What does it mean to to have the Holy Spirit? Instantly, everybody in the room went into shutdown mode. They were mad. They wouldn't drink their coffee anymore. They wouldn't eat the donuts anymore. And everyone was mad. And he said, that was my first experience with what some people's opinion was. I talking about Holy Spirit. Maybe if I bring up to you, Holy Spirit, you go back to the days to where you just grew up in. And there's no other way to put it than a weird church. You grew up with some weird people. You grew up with some freaky, weird people and, and some, some bad experiences come up and you're like, I'll, I'll never go there again. I'll never do that again. And, and I, just, I just want you to call a timeout real quick. Maybe you're in this room, and, and I hope this is the majority of the folks in this room. You have a healthy, active life in the spirit of the most holy God. He is your friend, he is your comforter, he is your strength, he is your protector, he is your instigator and your your pusher and your, your protector, and all of this is something you know all too well, the beautiful relationship with your life, following Jesus with Holy Spirit leading you. And today, we're talking about shh, you're taking a test. And today I want to talk about that, about being tested in your trust of what Holy Spirit is and can do in our life. And let me just give you an introduction, okay? For all of you, this is this new, and some of us need to dust off the, the dirt on, on, on some old teaching. Let's go back to Acts chapter 1, verse 4. This is the one of many stories about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, okay? It says this, and being assembled together with them... He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promises of the Father. And that's very interesting. This is Jesus speaking. After he died, okay, he said, he gave them specific instructions. I want you to go, okay? I want you to get alone. I want you to all be assembled together and wait for the promise of the Father. Now that introduces three characters here. Jesus, the Son, okay, God, the Father. And you see that Holy Spirit is the one that the Father now says, this is a promise. I'm giving you something that's not just thrown out there. This is something that is strategic. It's important. Jesus had to leave so that Holy Spirit could come. And this was all put together in the Father's promise plan. Right. Does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. And he says, which, he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water. Are we all familiar with water baptism? Mm-hmm. Yeah, up here at Cowboy Junction, we do it with a horse trough. And cold water, it's really cool, okay? But then it says this, but you shall be baptized. Who's the you? The you in this is the people in this upper room and for everybody for the rest of eternity, okay? Everybody that that comes onto the earth, you are the you. Everybody say, I'm the you, okay? And he says, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now, verse six. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? So they're completely distracted. They're thinking about when do we, when, when do we get to put, up, be, put on our spots? When does our promotion come? When do we get to step into everybody turning and going, there's the guy with the answer, okay? When do we get, get quit being persecuted? And when is the promotion coming? Maybe you're asking that question right now. And what if I turned to you right now and said, guys, your promotion in the kingdom of God while you're on this earth it could get harder before it gets easier. Yeah. And that's not what your promotion looks like. And so they're distracted right now. When, when is it going to get easier? When are we going to be set up? And he said to them, it's, it's not for you to know the time of the season which the Father has put in his own authority. But look what he says in verse 8. But you shall receive, what does it say? Power. power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be, next word, everybody say it, witness to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. These two words are very, very important power and witness, power and witness, power and witness. This introductory scripture found in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 tells us about the day of Pentecost, which was also the day of Jubilee, it was a Jewish celebration. To where all your debts were erased. You could start life over again. You could do things that you never thought you could do before. Because there was so much uh, 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 debt that had accumulated over you. And it was the day of Jubilee. The day of Pentecost. And Holy Spirit filled these people. Filled them. But it says that it filled them with power. And it caused them to be a witness. And these two words are very important. In fact let me just stop real quick. And let me just talk to the camera crew. Let me talk to everybody running the camera. You guys are so amazing. But you've been on my heart. And we can get so distracted on, on doing a great job. I want you to hear this message. And, I, and, and the worship team that's out in the back, you guys are watching uh, on, the, on the camera out there. You're having a little snack break. You just gave God your best. But this message, for those who know the power of the Holy Spirit, this is to sharpen us today. And those who are struggling following Jesus, this message is for you to show you how we Receive the power to follow Jesus and the witness to be the people God's called us to be. Okay? Let me explain power. What kind of power am I talking about here? Number one, mental power. As you get older, it is amazing how much fog comes into your brain. You forget things. I, I wake up. You know what's worse than than just the fog I wake up with? I tell Eric uh, uh, Blanton all the time, he's our guitar player over here, we get through working out at CrossFit in the morning, and I just tell him, I come in with a fog, and once I work out, there's even a heavier fog all over my brain. I fight the fog, I really do. And when it says that Holy Spirit gives us the power, I I want to let you know I'm dependent upon the mental power the Holy Spirit gives me. And let me give you a scripture. John chapter 16, verse 13 says this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, that's the he here. Notice it's a capital H. Right. It's talking about the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit of God. This, this isn't me, guys. If, if you got an issue with this, well, I'm, that's why I'm using so much scripture. This is, this is scripture. Right. If we believe the Bible, this is so good. He says this, the spirit of truth has come. He will, and this is where it gets good, he will guide you into all truth. Why that's such a big deal? Because in the world we live in, what, what's up, what's down, what's right, what's wrong, what's truth? What's not truth, what's your truth? What's my truth? If there's anything that we can just sometimes feel our sails, the sails of our ship losing wind, it's when we get wind coming from every direction, the next thing you know, our sails get to flopping and we lose momentum and we find ourselves dead in the water. For a lot of us, trying to be an adult right now is one of the most de- dilapidating experiences we can experience. It's like air coming out of a balloon. It's like sitting in your blow-up your, your blow boat and you're, you're just wanting to just sail and take off and the next thing you hear is psss, <laughs> Anybody got a lot of psst going on right now? And it just feels like I, I thought of being an adult was supposed to be more fun than this. I thought raising kids was supposed to be more fun than this. I thought being in a marriage was supposed to be married was supposed to be more fun than this. I thought going to church was supposed to be more fun than this. And it can become this mental psst. The next time your husband walks in and he's just in a foul mood and he doesn't know what to do anymore. Let me just tell you, don't say anything. Just turn to him and go And it's we have. Do you guys ever experience the mental leak? And it says here, the spirit of truth will guide the the spirit of God. The spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. You will know what's north, and you will know what's true north. You will know what's right, and you will know what's true right. You will know God's truth. And the truth of God will set you free. And it will not be by anything you do or amount of church services you go to. It will be because the spirit of the living God is directing your life and you are full of his immersion in his spirit to know the truth beyond what any other wind. And your sails fill up again and you gain momentum because your sails are now catching the truth of God that can only come from the spirit of God. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And it says this, and he will tell you things to come. This is a very important thing because I want you to know, you will not be able to find all the answers you're looking for. In this message today, we're going to talk about prayer. Okay, And one of the things that Holy Spirit does is Holy Spirit tells you things there's absolutely no way you could ever know. It instructs you in areas that you will absolutely have no clue. How did I know that? There are things going on right now around our world, in our community, with the people of Cowboy Junction. And as a pastor, I want you to know I don't have the ability to lead you because I'm only human. Okay, So every day I get up and I spend time with Holy Spirit. And I can only pray so long with my earthly tongue. Uh, There's just so many things. Have you ever prayed for your loved ones? Heather. Father, I come to you and I just pray that you bless Heather and use Heather and strengthen Heather and love on Heather. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you give Heather a great day. And and I've gone seven seconds and I'm out of things to pray for. (laughs) Have you all guys ever done that too? And it's like, is this it? Is this it? But when I allow Holy Spirit to fill me he will guide me into all truth, and he will tell you things to come. And the next thing you know, Holy Spirit begins to say, pray for this in her life. Right. And pray for this in her life. And pray for this in her life. And, and, don't, and, and Altai, don't say anything else. You go out there, and I don't want you to quit saying things. I want you to start doing things for Heather. Start doing things. The other day, Heather wrote me a letter about my attitude on our family trip. And she was bragging on me. First time I ever got one of those. <laughs> And she was just I just want to thank you for being my rock. I want to thank you for the last 2 weeks you uh, you were in the great you, you were in a great mood. You you were helpful. You were kind. You were fun to be around. You're my hero. I love you so much, Heather. I I, I kept it. I'm mounting that one because we had I, I did good. 2 weeks of, <laughs> 2 weeks ago. But then I just began to go pray for her I Just began to think maybe I should write her a letter. And and, and Holy Spirit said, "No. Get her a swimming pool." And no joke, I said, I, I drove all over the place looking for swimming pools. Couldn't find swimming pools. Yeah, yeah, but listen, it gets even better. And, uh, and, and I couldn't find swimming pools. Swimming pools weren't anywhere. And I began to get be discouraged. Like, Holy Spirit, I heard you tell me to go get a swimming pool. And he goes, I know. Go get a swimming pool. I, and so I, my prayer place is in, in our little next-door farm. I got my cattle out there. Well, there's this, been this old stock tank that was flipped upside down. It's got, it's got uh, little holes in it, little minute holes all over it. And I went and bought a bunch of Flex Seal. That's right, Flex Seal. And I just rolled that Flex Seal. How hot was it when I did 105 degrees? It was like 125 degrees, something like that. And I rolled that Flex Seal all over that tank and I pulled it over and I set it up, filled it full of water. Heather came out and said, babe, this is awesome. I went and got inner tubes. Heather wrote me a letter, but I thought that you may think that you come on, you just did something nice for your wife. I didn't want to be out there in 105 degree weather with flex seal. I didn't want to be out there with a stock tank. I wanted to write her a letter. <laughs> and you know what the Holy Spirit did? And gentlemen, let me just tell you something real quick. That wasn't a good idea that came from me. Right. Right. That was an unction of the Holy Spirit Say, go get that tank. Right. Fill it up. That's going to make the, that's going to mean so much to her. And, and she has told me multiple times, it's the dorkiest, corniest little thing. It's something that you, there's people with better sw- swimming pools, but this one fits us. And we lay out there and we talk and we have so much fun. And, and I would have never thought to do it unless Holy Spirit would have revealed something about my wife's heart that I never would have known because she never would have told me. Come on, you're going to know your wife's heart better when you spend time with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it'll give you the mental power. Uh, it'll also give you the physical power, physical power. That's one of the promises we have from the Holy Spirit. If there's anybody in the room and you would go, I just, I feel broken. My, my body doesn't feel like it used to be. I'm, I'm getting more of a doctor report than I am... Uh, the, the, I don't feel like an 18-year-old any, anymore. I'm, I'm just, I'm broken in so many areas. Let me just talk to you real quick. And, 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 and honestly, I know there's people really fighting stuff in here, and I don't preach this lightly. I just want to turn to you right now, and I'll read to you what Scripture tells us. And I don't know how Holy Spirit's going to do this in your life, but I'm believing Holy Spirit's going to do this in your life. Are you ready? It says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead. Let me just talk to you. Does it get any worse than dead? Does it get any worse than dead? It doesn't. So we're talking from the level of if Jesus was dead. And Jesus was dead dead. For him who raised Jesus from the dead. He dwells in you. Who raised Christ from the dead. Will also give life. To your mortal bodies. Life to your mortal bodies, through what? His Spirit who dwells in you. I don't know how to explain it. I've had days where I wake up and I didn't feel better, but because of the Holy Spirit filling me, I was able to take one one more step and 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 one more step, and then I found myself in a conversation that was just a God-ordained conversation that helped me so much in what my body needed, Uh, a direction, a guidance. uh, Sometimes it's an immediate healing. I have been with people who the the Holy Spirit instantly moved and healed them on the spot. I've also been with people who are on a five-year journey of receiving a perfect healing in their life. One of my dear mentors, Jim Custer. Jim Jim Custer his, his son was the 1992 world champion bull rider, Cody Custer. Jim Custer is the one who taught me rodeo ministry, taught me brought me my very first rodeo. Jim Custer was paralyzed from the lower lip down, could not move his body, and the Holy Spirit did a healing in his life. What was funny, there's very interesting. It wasn't a complete healing. And this may throw a lot of people's theology off, but it didn't throw Jim's off. Jim was the one laying in that bed. Jim was the one who knew he'd spend the rest of his life not being able to move anything from his lip down. And when God healed his body in that hospital bed and Jim began to move around and he couldn't move fast. And what was so funny, he he couldn't feel anything. He He has no feeling in his hands, but he could move. And Jim used to pull this trick. He used to cook casseroles, invite me over, reach in with no mitt and pull out the casserole, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And Jim was like, "Ah, oh, you just got to be tough." Well, I didn't know he didn't have any feeling. <laughs> and some people would say, "Well, if it was God, God would have healed him from head to toe." But you need to quit thinking about things and ask Jim. And Jim would turn and says, "If you knew where I was, and if you know where I am today, and the next thing you know, Jim began to practice his breathing. He had breathing problems." And, and, and Holy Spirit talked to him one day and said, Jim, you need to start singing. That went not even on Jim's radar. And Jim began to be a singer, and he was an amazing singer. He would go to the rodeos and sing, and he was one of the coolest guys I ever got to be around. And through this, through this situation, God developed a ministry in Jim Custer, and I watched people come to Jesus because Jim was moved into a music ministry because it improved his lungs. And, and I'm going to turn to you right now. Whether your healing takes 5, 10, 15 years. Whether your healing comes in heaven or whether your healing comes right now, here's the promise I can make to you. In whatever situation you're in right now, Holy Spirit wants to take it and use it for the glory of God. Okay? He wants to use it for the glory of God. Right now, I'm praying for hair. <laughs> I, 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 but you see, I'm doing pretty good without it. And I, I don't want to be too funny here. I, I just want to I I show there's a lot of people Who can get way too legalistic on this and they don't see the power of God through using people to give God the glory through the circumstances they are in all because of the Holy Spirit being able to use them in their situation and whether their healing comes in heaven or their healing comes right now. Holy Spirit is talking to them, don't you give up. You keep moving forward. You keep doing great things. God's going to get the glory. And it's only through the Holy Spirit that you're able to have the physical power to go be who God's called you to be, even when you don't feel like it. Third one is power, is emotional power. And there's someone in this room that, that needs this, and I want you to see this real quick. And I'm trying to move fast, I really am. Emotional power. In this world we live in today... I truly believe that Holy Spirit wants to give emotional power to you. And you may say, well, I'm not an emotional person. No, you're supposed to be. Let me show you the emotions that you are supposed to have through Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, or patience. Did you know that patience is a fruit of the Spirit? For everybody in the room that you just keep praying for more patience or you just try to be a patient person, if you would just allow Holy Spirit to fill you up, patience is going to come out of you. It's just as easy as a pecan tree putting out pecans. Just as easy as a peach tree putting out peaches. Just as easy as a green chili plant putting out green chilies. Can I get an amen? Amen. Come on, and this is real. Just from being in Holy Spirit, you don't have to work at it. You don't have to try. If you would just be in in, in the presence of Holy Spirit and let him flood your life, These are the fruit of the Spirit, patience, kindness, oh my gosh, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And I truly believe that if you're in this room and you're trying to make these things happen, I think you have a good heart. I think you have a good try, but you will never fully experience the fruit. You'll experience the fake fruit, but not the true fruit until you allow Holy Spirit to fully come and flood your life, okay? And I, I'm convinced of it. I've seen it a million times. If you like anything about me, I'm going to just tell you, I'm an awful person. I'm an awful person. I think the worst of people before I think the best of them. It's true. I, I used to have the foul mouth. I mean, there is no way God could ever use my mouth because how, mouth, how my mouth used to be. Uh, my heart was hard through bitterness and anger, situations that happened to me years and years and years and years ago. Uh, my heart knows nothing but hardness, and it was Holy Spirit that changed my mouth, and it was Holy Spirit that changed my heart. It was Holy Spirit that changed my thoughts. It was Holy Spirit that changed me and showed me. That if you'll come follow me, I'll show you how to love. I'll show you how to have peace. I'll give you peace, Ty, where you don't have to worry about things. You just know I've got it under control. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self control. If any of these things I begin to lose, I begin to realize it's not me losing it. I'm losing, I need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. I need to get away. There's one more thing that it said a minute ago. Remember, it talked about it'll give you power and it'll cause you to be a witness. Yeah, a witness. Holy Spirit gives the ability to be a witness to the world about Jesus. Right. So if you're in this place and you're like, I know Jesus. I know that I've accepted Christ as my Savior. Okay? But I just, if I feel ineffective, I feel bankrupt spiritually. I, I feel like I step out to do something and I only mess it up. Let me just tell you real quick. You cannot be an effective witness to Jesus, of Jesus, to this world, unless we are instructed by the Holy Spirit on how to do it. Right. And I think that's very important. There's a lot of people that's just given up on ever being a witness in this room. You just think, well, that's for Ty and Heather and Jeff and CG, and, and, and but, but, but honestly, I didn't, wouldn't even know where to start. And let me just tell you, that's a great place to start. But when you allow Holy Spirit to use you, when you open your life up to Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to be witnesses to the world about Jesus. Okay? Uh, let me just keep going here. If you're taking notes, write this stuff down. There's a few things you need to know about the Holy Spirit. First one is this being born of the Spirit takes place at salvation. So, the very moment that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior is the very day that you are Spirit led. Okay? It's the very moment, right in this one moment, the very day that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit had everything to do with with perking your ears to hear a message that maybe for your entire life you've rejected, 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 and then one day Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, and everything about your salvation has everything to do with the Holy Spirit being a part of the day, and you became spirit-led, okay? And to give you an example of this, in John chapter three, verse five, as Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and spirit, Okay? So he's talking about baptism of water, uh, uh, transformation, and the Spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is of the flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is of the Spirit. Do not marvel that I said this to you. You must be born again. Every person in this room, you must be born again. And the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it and cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Okay. But the next thing is this. I want you to know this. Being baptized of the Holy Spirit is separate from salvation, okay? Which means this, that the moment you accepted Christ as your Savior, your nature changed and you become a person of the Spirit, okay? Which means, let me just say how it was for me. When I got saved, truly saved, the day that I my, my separation from the flesh to walk in the Spirit took place, just the things of this world didn't matter to me anymore, the things that I used to just be addicted to, craved, wanted more of, brought the I thought brought joy. I, I just wasn't I just wasn't interested anymore. It didn't mean that I was perfect. It just means there was this separation that took place. But I struggled. Let me tell you how I struggled. I knew Jesus. I loved Jesus. I loved Jesus' people. I loved hearing about Jesus. But I felt so ineffective. Right. Right. So ineffective. My prayer life was about 15 seconds long. I talked about that a minute ago. I mean, trying to be a 16-year-old kid, and you're sitting there, and you've prayed for all of five minutes, and that was a good day, and, and, and you're trying to think up things, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, because you feel guilty and shameful because your prayer life is only five minutes long, you begin to just use wordy prayers. You just begin to repeat and repeat and repeat, and, and let me just tell you, that was great for a year, and I got burned out. Uh, serving in church, um, I, I, I would jump in head first, but the very moment that things got difficult, the very moment I began to step in um, and, and to do what God called me to do, it wouldn't take long for me to get burned out pretty quick. I, I was a flash in the pan when it came to serving God. I was good one day and I was gone the next. I was as flaky as could be, and I loved Jesus. Right. And you know who it hurt the most? It wasn't our church and it wasn't our leaders. It was, it was me. I knew I was flaky. But I kept going to the Father going, why am I like this? Why am I like this? And the fact was is that my spirit had changed, but I had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this isn't unusual. Let me just show you something in Scripture, okay? Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Now listen very closely. This is is Scripture. I'm not coming up with these points. I've built these points off the Scripture. I want to show you something real quick. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the Word of God, Samaria got preached to. They went, they, they sent Peter and John to them. Those are two pretty good guys who, when they had come down, prayed them uh, for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. So before they even got there, they were praying that Samaria receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For as yet, and this is very interesting, they had fallen upon, or he had fallen upon none of them, that they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, That's a fantastic scripture to show us that these people had heard about Jesus, accepted Jesus. They had a transformation in their spirit, but they had yet been baptized in the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 19, uh, verse 1, it says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper region, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you guys receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, these are disciples. These are people who he met with them. They heard Paul was in town. He ran, they ran to see him. Paul, oh my gosh, we've heard about you. We know you. We love your teaching. My dad got saved because of your ministry. I'm here today because our whole family's changed. I'm a follower, a disciple of Christ Jesus. I'm following Jesus. And Paul turns to him and said, hey, have you guys been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet? And their answer is this. And they said to him, we have not as much even heard of whether there is a Holy Spirit. They hadn't even heard about the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what uh, then were you baptized? And he said, we were baptized into John's baptism. We said, we were all baptized into water. And then Paul said, John indeed baptized them with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. And so you see here that baptism of the Holy Spirit is is subsequent to salvation. Let me give you two examples. First one is this. What is salvation? Salvation takes place, and it's all about Jesus. Salvation takes place, and it's Jesus who did the saving. Watch this. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is is here so that we can now live for Jesus. He equips us. He changes our prayers. All of a sudden now, when we run out of words, Holy Spirit now gives us instructions on what to pray for now. You'll begin to pray for your kids in ways that you never knew about their heart before. Never knew. All of a sudden you'll be like, okay, are we done? And Holy Spirit said, no, I want you to pray for Brady Bean like this. I want you to pray specifically for your son like this. And I want you to pray for Hudson like this. And I want you to pray for your community. Ty, your is under attack and you don't know it and there's an area that's under attack. And all of a sudden something will come to your heart that you'll begin to pray Pray. Uh, 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 Our local representative is sitting right over here. He's a spirit-filled man who loves Jesus with all of his heart. And one of the things I know about his prayer life is he spends time with Holy Spirit, allowing Holy Spirit to coach him on how to pray for our community, how to pray for our state. And when he steps out in faith to follow God in politics... He is filled with the voice of the Holy Spirit to know exactly what area to go into. Tough situations, abortion laws, um, uh, go down the list of all the things he dives into, and it's areas that the Holy Spirit says, I want you to go here, and I want you to say this, and I want you to do this, and it's encouraging. Salvation is about Jesus. It's the day that our spirit changes, but baptism of the Holy Spirit is the moment that we learn how to live for Jesus. Yeah. A lot of Christians end up asking this question. Is this it? Is this what it means to be a Christian? A lot of Christians end up asking this really important question. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior for the first year. It was incredible. It was awesome. It was great. But now I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, is this all there is? I could have lived like the devil my whole life and got saved at the very end of my life and at least I could have had a good time. Now I'm, I got saved when I'm 20 and I hope to live to be 110 and the rest of my life as a Christian going to be this boring, wake up, read my Bible, say my prayers, go to church. Wake up, read my Bible, say my prayers, go to church. Wake up, read my Bible, say my prayers, go to church. And, and all of a sudden it's like, who wants that? Seriously, come on, can I be honest with you? Who wants that? And then your pastor ends up having to do all kinds of apologies. Hey guys, it's not about the church. It's not about the pastors. Okay, let me just do something different real quick. Maybe the issue is no one told you about Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no one told you about a personal relationship with Jesus. Let me show you this, this illustration real quick. I'm gonna show you, then we're gonna be done, okay? I'm so glad Fabian came up. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and se- Savior, your spirit changes. You're no longer drawn to the things of this world. You, you, it's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Are we gonna have issues? Absolutely, We just continue to pr- the, pr- play the, pr- pray the blood, pray the That's how Heather's grandparents used to say it. We pray the blood, we pray the blood. I ask for forgiveness. There's repentance, there's rebound. Any rebounders in the room? We're all rebounders, yeah, yeah. But today's message is about, well, what, how do we tap into Holy Spirit power, and let me give you one of the greatest examples I've, I've come up with, okay, and, and, and I hope you get this. What if you went and you tried to tap into everything the Spirit's supposed to do, but now you just go, and you just go, you, you, you try to read your Bible more, so, so you go to try to try to read your, try to read your Bible, and every time you read your Bible, it's like you read your Bible, but you don't get anything out of it. I, I, know I, I know I accepted Jesus. I know I did. I know he's unpopped. He's uncorked something. I'm not the same person. But now you go pray, and praying's awesome. Praying's is incredible. But you've prayed the Lord's Prayer, and you've prayed what Pastor Ty told you to pray, and you prayed the Jabez Prayer. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Am, am I even saved? And it gets to the point to where sometimes you're going to talk yourself out of the salvation that Jesus did in your life. And let me tell you what Jesus did. All we all know that Jesus went to the cross, he died, he rose again so we can have salvation. But what Jesus did, okay, is he who washed you white as snow allowed you to walk into the presence of God. And God didn't see your, your filth anymore. God sees his blood. And now you're able to go and Holy Spirit is now able to live in you. And what Jesus did was he goes, give me that. And it's not by your works and it's not by your try and it's not by how hard you pray. It's just simply by Jesus going, oh yeah, there's one more reason I had to come. I came so that you could have salvation, but I also came so that you could have the power of the Holy Spirit. And the next thing you know, because of the access that Jesus gives us to Holy Spirit, we pray and our cup runneth over and we start reading our Bible, and it's not us reading our Bible anymore. It's Holy Spirit. He's the author of the Bible. And next thing you know, guys, let me just tell you real quick. I remember reading my Bible and not knowing who anything was. And I I knew Jesus. But the next thing you know i'm filled with i'm filled with the holy spirit and i'm reading the bible i knew who peter was and i knew who james was and i i knew who melchizedek was and i knew who 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 all the disciples were and the next thing you know i i'm being led i'm walking up to a friend and going hey how are you doing he goes how'd you know that to ask i just knew to ask how'd you know to ask i don't know i just knew to ask and the next thing you know because of holy spirit in my life my cup began to overflow have i ever struggled absolutely but now all of a sudden because of what jesus has given me access to it has given me life and life more abundantly if you're in this room and there's some purity issues why don't you just ask jesus to forgive you don't dwell on it just ask him to forgive you if you're in this room and you just carry way too much pride. It's going to be hard to follow the Holy Spirit if you carry a lot of pride. And you just go to Jesus and ask him to forgive you and give you some humility. Have some humility right now and just ask Jesus to forgive you of my pride and my arrogance. Maybe you're in this room. And you just need to start thanking him for his grace and his faith so that he can fill you full of the Holy Spirit. And, and then I want you to look at this, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I think this is so good says this, Matthew chapter three, verse 11. Got it, on the last page. I indeed baptize you with water into repentance, but he who comes after me is mightier than I. Jesus says, I gotta go so that he can come. The one that comes after me, is, he's gonna do even better things than I did with you. And I am, uh, uh, Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and of fire and so this is this is john speaking about about um okay this is john this is john talking about baptism of water and then he says jesus is coming and he will baptize you with the holy spirit and so we're going to do something real quick okay i want to I just ask you it, it, can everybody just bow their heads maybe you're at home and right there in your living room i've been praying for you I've been asking God to just speak to you, and you're struggling. Maybe you've never heard this before. You're like with the scripture we read a minute ago. We didn't know who the Holy Spirit was. Well, congratulations, we introduced him today, and we're gonna do something real quick. If you're in this room, and it's just familiar to you, Holy Spirit, and possibly even praying in tongues, right there where you're at in your chair, would you just underneath your breath, breath very respectfully, very quietly, would you just begin to pray in your heavenly language? Okay, and the reason why I wanna do that is because I think we need to become more comfortable. We need, to, we need to dust off some wonderful things that the Holy Spirit has done in our life, and maybe we just heard from the devil something that was a lie. And I just want you to knock some rust off and just begin to pray in your heavenly language right now. And for everybody else in the room, this is, this is where it's gonna get really good, and I want you to see this. You ready for this? It's not going to get weird. But if you're in this place right now and you have never accepted Christ as your Savior, right now in your chair, I want to give you the first and greatest gift Holy Spirit uh, Jesus has given us. And it's a personal relationship with our Father in heaven. And maybe you're saying, wait, 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 I, I don't want you to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're, we're talking about Holy Spirit. In fact, Holy Spirit has touched your heart right now and says, why don't you open your heart up to God's plan for your life? Why don't you say yes to Jesus? Why don't you say yes to Jesus right now? And so right here in this chair, don't miss this incredible moment God wants to do in your life to where your spirit is just gonna change, your wants are gonna change, your desires are gonna change. And it's all because right now I want you to just, would you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Right now in your chair, use these words, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. You got my attention today. I want that life. And Ty said that your blood washes away our failures, our mistakes, our past. Will you do that for me? Will you forgive me of my sins? And now Lord, I I wanna follow you. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old person is dead, and I'm ready to be the new person born again with the spirit of the living God living, directing my life. Amen. If you said that prayer, you just accepted Christ as your savior and they are celebrating you in heaven. But keep your head down, keep your head down. If you're in this room and you said I've done that. I've done that. Well, what if today you invited the Holy Spirit to fill your life? What if today, right here in this room, you just said, what if you said this? Holy Spirit, I want everything you have for me. Holy Spirit, I felt you on the day that I accepted Christ and I thank you. But now Holy Spirit, I turn to you and I ask you to flood my life Flood my thoughts, flood my mouth, flood my heart. Give me a new spirit, show me how to follow Jesus. I pray for that power Ty talked about and I prayed for the ability to be a witness for you. But I want you to fill me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet and show me what it means to be completely baptized in you. Holy Spirit, you have permission to come into every area of my life. Every area is, we're gonna pull the windows open. We're gonna open the doors. There's no more shadows in my life. And I give you, Holy Spirit, permission to flood my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, there could be someone call let's give, Jeff, Jeff started clapping. I'm like, we should be clapping we should be clapping okay now if you're in this room and you go oh no that's not how my grandma did it oh let her do it her way and you know what we just did today wasn't that easy wasn't that easy you say well should we should lay hands there's two incidents in the in the scripture one time they laid hands and there's nothing wrong with laying hands there's another time where there was not hands being laid and holy spirit said just Let me handle it. I'm like, okay, yes. He handled it. And this is, you now see how easy it is to allow Holy Spirit to fill your life to overflowing, overflowing. Listen, I I, I celebrate. This is awesome. So if you would, would you stand to your feet? Father, we're gonna worship you one more time as we walk out. But before we walk out, I just wanna pray a blessing over these people on our online campus that we would just see how real it is to be filled. I pray for our worship team, that they would just be filled with your Holy Spirit. For our camera crew and our, our sound and video guys, for our volunteers that work so hard, may we be filled. And now everyone within the sound of my voice, fill us with your sweet spirit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's worship our Lord.